Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. Jason Watson was born on June 22, 1981, in St. Louis, Missouri. He is the youngest of 10 kids. Well, at least for the majority of his life, he thought he was the youngest. Turns out, his functioning drug-addicted mother had an 11th kid, whose gender is unknown, as well as the whereabouts of said child. Since I was a youngin', all I wanted was a kilo. Got me feeling like a chemist Stove and baking soda Some ice and make it cola Man, I watch it bubble up Boy, I'm just thankful for forgiveness Lord, mama taught me that cook up No punchline, that's real rap Black rich in front me, that's soft white And I turn that in a hard crack That's all facts, boy, no lies Ask the hood, boy, they know You'll hear me mention it being 10 of us is actually 11 But my whole life I only thought it was 10 And I'm actually the only child That actually lived with my mother the rest of my brothers and sisters were either in a foster home or they would live with their fathers or, you know, something like that. So um, while we all grew up knowing each other, well, I actually didn't know all of my brothers and sisters growing up. So I, it's two of them I still don't know. I have a brother and a sister that I still don't know I've never met, and they were in foster care. And then I have a brother, two brothers who I didn't meet until I was like almost 12, 13 years old. And the rest of my brothers and sisters, we all grew up knowing each other, but we didn't all grow up in the same household. Well, my mother was a drug addict and was just wilding, you know, um, when she was younger. And um, she would probably say that she just felt like, you know, they would be better served to be somewhere else other than with her. So, um, you know, that was the choice that she had made. Some of it she probably even will regret now, you know what I mean, kind of looking back. But um, at the time, I think she genuinely felt like it was the best thing for her to do. His father passed away when he was four years old. But Jason has no recollection of him, not even a picture. So I don't remember what he looks like. I've never seen a picture of him or anything. So, um, like, I don't really know him. But I've know, I know things that, you know, my brothers or sisters may have told me about him and, you know, stuff like that. But I didn't really know him. So, like, even now, looking back, like, I don't have any real connection to him as a father that I could remember. So a lot of my brothers and sisters tell me he was a real good dude, you know, a provider, you know, that type of thing. But um, it was so early on in life that I don't have any memories of him. I'm sure there were pictures. I just, you know, my mother didn't have any pictures. And, and the, the crazy thing is that even a lot of the pictures when I was younger, we don't have. Like, so I, I probably have one picture of me as a child.
Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. What's up, y'all? This is Jason. You are listening to Testimony, a musician story. Hey, yo, Jay, 83. What up? We about to go in, baby. Let's get it. Yeah. Being a teenager, raised on the urban streets of St. Louis, shortly after the height of the crack era, made for some trying times and provoked his survival instincts to kick in. Yeah, so St. Louis was pretty crazy. So growing up in, in my teenage years, when I was 12, 12, 13 is when I probably started selling a little bit of dope and smoking weed here and there. But, you know, then the city was, it was it was pretty crazy in St. Louis. I grew up on the north side. So um, on Queens, pretty much my whole life, that, that was my neighborhood. So, like, I just remember, you know, starter coats and all of that stuff was really popular back then. You know, I remember the movie Colors, which had a huge impact on my city because, you know, that's when gangs started getting picked in St. Louis. And, you know, it had a deep impact on the city. So for me as a teenager, I was actually a GD. I was a a folk or a gangster disciple growing up. So, you know, 12 or 13, I was running with a lot of the little dudes that was in my neighborhood and um, G-Dog, Smoke Dog, No Dog, all these dudes, Lil Deuce, these were all dudes that I was pretty much with every day. And, you know, we sold a little bit of dope, we smoked weed, we flipped on dirty mattresses, you know, just did a lot of stupid stuff. Um, for my mother, the thing, the dope thing about my mother is she's always been like a functioning drug addict, so, like, she's always had a job, we've never not had a place to stay type of thing or anything like that. So it wasn't like I didn't have stuff. She definitely did her best to provide and give me stuff that I wanted. But I didn't, when it came to clothes and, you know, stuff like that, I didn't have what was what was probably popping at that time. So, you know, um, but in terms of like my mother and how she responded, like she she stayed cooking food. She stayed like she was, my mother was dope in a lot of ways. Um, however, her habit always you know, played a, a deep part and, um, you know, how she handled and did things. When you that young, you, you kind of bury everything. So you, you act like it don't affect you at all. 
But in a lot of ways it did. I mean, you know, you got a mother that does drugs. There's dudes in my neighborhood that sell my mother drugs. Like, so I mean, you know, just as a, a young dude growing up, obviously that affects you internally. But you just taught like not to let that show. At 16, my homie Galen lost half of his face. Your boy had your boy gone. Ill from whipping big. Had to support the habit. Now I'm a stick up kid. Wasn't young and unashamed. I'd rather die in the game. A little fortune and fame. The streets remember my name. Hey, all that I'm saying, I done been in your shoes and in your tomb. Yeah, yelling dudes, homie, you are not a goon. Jason was the only one of his siblings solely raised by his mother. Like most single-parent boys raised in an environment such as his, the streets raised him too. So he followed suit and did what everyone else on the streets were doing. Appreciate your grind. You give me everything I need, but I really want your time. I, want your time. I must confess, it's hard to express how I'm feeling, but yeah. I'm going blocks of bitterness quickly becoming builders. Listen, you're never home to the point that I don't notice when you're gone. I'm getting older, but I'm growing all alone. I'm all alone. How can you raise me without even knowing me? Huh? Everything I do is just to get you to notice when you realize you're the great influence in my life, and your absence just might be what's ruining my life. I got questions, but we don't talk on the usual. My friends are having sex, and I'm wondering, should I do it? So you do. Who should I go to if you were never there? And if you never ask, would you ever be aware? You say you care for me, you don't get it apparently. I'm young and just a child, I need my parents to parent me. Yeah, so I started snorting the heroin a little later. I was about 14 or 15 years old. And a lot of the dudes in my neighborhood that kind of raised me. That's what they had started doing. So we just kind of followed suit. So heroin, I never shot it or, you know, used a needle or anything like that. We snorted it. So I started doing that when I was like 14 years old. In addition to snorting heroin and running with dudes who sold crack to his mother, Jason eventually filled that position and became his mother's supplier. Like I say, I sold dope at a young age. And I never forget, like, my mother telling me, like, look, you know, she knew I was selling drugs. She was like, look, I'm going to get it from somewhere, so you might as well just sell it to me. You know, so in her mind, it was like, you know, I'd rather spend the money with you than to spend it with somebody else. You know, and I was like 15 years old when she told me that. So how do you respond to that as a kid? So definitely I sold drugs to her, sold drugs to my sister, my brother, you know, a lot of family members who got high. And, um, you know, you don't really even think about what you're doing necessarily. Um, you just move and how you move. So most of the dudes in that particular situation, like I got a lot of friends who sold drugs to, you know, family members and stuff like that. And it's just, it's the norm. So it's not like out of pocket. Scratch that, man, in it, but not of it. 
Sin still sin if the sin is not public Don't say by faith, call that a blind fact These are wrestles that you can see if my mind cracked Wide open, hard just to see good and bad You know the desire when you want what you shouldn't have Taste but don't swallow, smell don't inhale I'm closer to the edge No wrong looks so good But I know right looks no good the world's my narcotic, the pleasure my flesh wants I know that the world got it intoxicated Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com That's TestimonyStories.com Where you can hear content for you and about you Everyone has a testimony Everyone has a testimony and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. As if feeding his mother's drug addiction wasn't troubling, losing his best friend and sister to murder was just as damaging. Well, you know I hustle hard. I'm praying even harder. Have mercy on them, oh Lord. Oh, Lord. Please, Heavenly Father. Because I came from the streets. And the block where they get it. Where the rocks they be pitching and the shots they be pillin' that don't stop how they living, though. No. Same block he was raised at. That's the hood that he banged for. And the hammer on the boy's side. And he ready to let the thing go. Real touches so the boy hurting. He gives slugs for your timepiece. Still a die where he be, so we ride in the streets, see the blood in the concrete. Living how they living. So we out here with him while they pitching, trying to tell him that he risen. He was given just to give him all some hope, oh Lord. They in need of you, so we plead with you that you show. Your grace to them, we ain't sleeping in, cause we sleeping when we go home. Trying, he was trying to rob somebody, him and a uh, few of my friends. I wasn't with them when it happened. I'd actually, the funny thing is, it's amazing I wasn't third, cause I normally would have been, would have been there for some reason that particular night. I ended up going home, obviously the Lord's sovereignty, but but yeah, they were trying to rob a guy, a dude who sold heroin. They set up a situation to rob him, and the dude ended up shooting him and killing him. So that was the first person that I was really, really close to that, you know, I had other friends that I knew, other people I knew die, but this was the first person that was like really, really close to me. So that was the first time like I had experienced death on that type of level. But it seemed like after he died, a lot of dudes around me started dying. Like it was just, you know, it became way, way more common. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I had a friend, Gigi, he was killed, you know, with a dude named Ant Banks. They slit Ant Banks' throat, shot him in the head, put Gigi in the trunk, shot him like 16 times. You know, another friend smoked. They shot him in the head, dumped his body in a vacant lot on the east side. Like, so it was just starting to get real crazy and, and pretty common. My sister, she died in 01. And um, 
she was shot and killed. Some dudes was trying to rob her. She used to get high. She smoked crack, but she could fight. Like she wasn't wasn't nothing soft about her. So I guess some dudes, the story that I heard was some dudes tried to rob her. She didn't want to give them what she had, and they ended up shooting her in the chest and killing her. The last time he saw his sister was on her birthday. She asked him for money, and he refused to give it to her because he knew she was going to spend it on drugs. Shortly after, she was murdered. I've been, yes, I've been, I know. Living like he ain't sovereign, and so. Instead of me flowing, you're flowing. I follow his guidance and go. Uh, I beat to my own drum that I hurt you. When you won't now, what you won't now. Like patience and virtue, uh. Look, I know what I want, but I know what I need. Instead of me steering the wheel, I should follow his lead. Yeah, I'm up in his kingdom, I know I should live by his standard. Be led by the spirit, the ghost should be steering. You should see me whipping a phantom. But look, man, that's so hard, but you know what? When it's so tough and that road rocky, I fall down, but you show up. Wait, hold up. You ever had pain that's so deep you feel like you can taste it? You want to give in instead of endure because you don't feel like you'll make it? I am there, I've been there, but that is no reason to fold up. If he is my rock and he is my fortress, then I can trust he will hold up. Yeah. But I know now that's a tough thing when I should be flowing, yeah, flowing instead of me trying to swim upstream. One of the occupational hazards of being a drug dealer is catching a case. Jason caught a case and went to jail. Fortunately, he was able to complete a drug program and worked off his felony. Somewhere between dope dealing, dope snorting, and jail, Jason noticed the Lord working in his life. It's funny, like, I never, when I was real young, me and my friend, we had a we had a Christian rap that we had made, and we actually used to perform it at a church. And I mean, back then, we was snorting heroin, and we would still go to church and do this little Christian rap song we had. So I remember early on, even the Lord, like, dealing with my, dealing with my heart. Obviously, you know, then it didn't really, you know, we always had some idea of God, like, but didn't even know what it really meant to have a relationship with him. When I caught my case and I got locked up, I ended up going on, after they let me go, I went on a run for a while, so the police was looking for me. When they ended up catching up with me, I got locked up for a, a little period of time. And um, and in jail is when I probably really, really started reading the Bible, you know, stuff like that. But when I got out, I continued to do what I was doing and, Jason slipped back into his street clothes and got nice and comfy. Then one day he met Lawanda, the woman who would become his wife. That is when he really noticed the Lord putting in work on his heart. You know, the Lord used our relationship in a lot of ways. Because um, she ended up getting saved after we had been together for a while. And she didn't want to mess with me unless I was saved. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to keep doing my thing. And at the time we were living together, she moved out. And, um, you know, that was when the Lord really started kind of tugging at my heart. And I ended up going to church with my brother and, you know, heard the gospel and responded to it. I know that you'll always bring me back. Yeah, suffering, we're well acquainted. Pain been walking with me. Failure, I hear you whisper. I want to give you all I am, but all I am simply It's just a man running on fumes and I just ran empty Yes, my foot's been pushing on that gas Head distracting by your love and it's that loving when I crash Kept me, kept me 
A growing pain, he held me down surely. My poppy got that agape, I'm talking love purely. Purely, it motivates me to push. Whether I'm up or feeling crushed, I'm knowing only to look. Look to that cross, look to that cup, look to them stripes, look to that breath. He gave up, and with that sight, I found life inside Don't my know why it took so long. Now that I can see this father Through death I found my life to get to you now Everything I am I lay it down now I know that it's all from you, yeah, yeah So that is why I gave it all to you Everything I do is for you Everything I am is for you I give my life to you I'm gonna push through This pain and this suffering for you Once Luanda left him, he didn't show up immediately to church. Enough time passed for him to realize he was getting nowhere fast and needed a change in his life. So when he showed up to church that day, it was with an open heart, and he let God in. Jason stripped off his street clothes and put on his new clothes. He started living the life God intended for him to live. Currently, he works on staff at his church. But most of us know him as one of Lamp Mode's major recording artists. Well, I had been rapping my whole life. So even when I was young, 12, 13 years old, we had a group, me and my friends in my neighborhood. We always used to beatbox rap. That's what we did. We didn't really know what it meant to take it real serious, of course, at that age. But we wrote songs and all of that. My first song was called My Life Is Effed Up. So like... <laughs> So, you know, um, we would, I remember we tried to shoot videos and all type of stuff. We was real young. We had a little camera. We ain't even know how they were shot for real. We just messing around. And, you know, as I got older, obviously, I took it more serious. So before I got saved, I was, you know, working on trying to get deals. I flew, went out to Houston to try to meet up with rap a lot. I had, um, you know, had shows that I was doing in my city. You know, stuff like that. So little buzz that was going on, and obviously all of that changed. So once I got saved, I didn't even know whether Christian rap was cool to do or not. You know, it, it all sounded corny to me. So originally, I wasn't even really tripping off music when I got saved. I just was like, man, I just want to know the Lord and get to know Him and, you know, things of that nature. Then by God's grace, I ended up meeting a guy who um, who did production. He knew J.R., JR was my link to Flame and Thiz and all of them. And that was kind of how I was really, really kind of put on. And the most craziest thing was I had already heard a cross movement because my brother bought me a cross movement CD, uh, the album Holy Culture, which was the first album that JR did production on. And it was the first album that Flame was featured on. And, um, you know, then ironically, you know, I end up meeting Flame and JR. So. That always kind of blows me away. Gonna take my life, my life. I'ma lay it down with that brown at, with that brown at on that ground flat. Same place with that crown at. But every soldier that's chained up, chained up has been locked down. Church boy, church church girl, you group is getting mocked now. Woo! Christ is still with us. He said he wouldn't leave us. He promised to show. Promised to show. The mockers still shoot us. They'll lock us. I promise they won't stop our souls. Won't stop our souls. Death is just for me. We got the victory. Cock and reload. Death will your stinger be. We still believe in the rockets. Our fortress. He got us for show. We refusing to stand down. 
Cause face while we stand up If fate see your heart now Everybody get your hands up Cause he makes my life He can break my life He can shake my life If he want to He can take my He can take my life You can take my life You can take my life Testimony Testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. Now back to Jason's testimony, a musician's story. Who do you think you are to take what wasn't yours? The innocence I once adored was stripped away by And Jason signed to Lamp Mode Recordings in 2008 as an artist. And in 2014, he became president of the label. I'm old on my own now, I'm grown now. This secret still won't leave me alone now Wow, I felt my innocence melt away Was living promiscuous, freely giving myself away Why would I protect you? Truth I would hide and cover Would anyone believe me? How could I tell my mother? Confusion turned to sadness Sadness led to me stressing Stressing led to the anger Anger led to depression Then I was arrested by a truth that would truly free me The gospel gripped my heart Showed me how the Father see me Biblical counseling Brothers and sisters in my midst Helped me endure it Though it happened I'd never forget But I do have a hope That I do truly know In heaven every memory Will be whiter than snow So though I struggle to forgive you I fight cause I must I must forgive you Cause I know he It's not uncommon for an artist like Jason to be transparent in his music. Jason wrote Secrets from the perspective of his wife, a sexual assault survivor. He followed it up with Secrets 2, written from his perspective, the spouse of a sexual assault survivor. He recently released a video that combines both songs and includes the couple going through biblical counseling in an effort to make counseling less taboo, especially in the black community. He is gearing up for the release of his latest album, No Filter. So, you know, No Filter means, you know, if you've seen it in... um on Instagram or something like that is typically a hashtag just that that means that the picture doesn't have anything added to it. So it's just kind of a raw picture. So the album is largely about identity, you know, um, and I kind of tackle it in a couple of different ways. One way is obviously talking about the topic, talking about identity, talking about my wrestle with identity and in the scope of other people's wrestle with identity as well. The second idea is just talking about 
events in my life and how those events in life help to shape and make us who we are. And then the third part um, is no filter can also mean just being honest, raw, real, saying what you want to say. And um, that's the other portion of the album, like just saying like, yo, I'm going to communicate what's on my heart. So making statements that us as believers should and will make, you know what I mean? So the album is kind of like a snapshot of all those different things. So it's not heavily thematic. But you'll feel the theme throughout, you know, as you listen from record to record. But it's still not meant to be like me completely unpacking every idea of identity. But it's just to kind of get us to look and find identity in who Christ says we are and not who in the world says we are. When the rain falls and the wind blows, I'll keep holding on to you. I can't let but I believe it Well let me run that back Cause believe it has got me seeing See it They tell me life is a balance Put it all on a scale And try to weigh it up Against just a couple of nails Thank you for listening to Testimony A musician story To hear this episode again As well as past episodes Visit TestimonyStories.com Until next time I'm Brown There is a music lover Constantly seeking Positive music Somebody told me It's just a going pain Well Look all that I have grown through is not who's holding on, it's who you are holding on to. Same God that saved me, same God that